Welcome to New Life Bible Church, and thank you for joining us. Every week, listen to practical teaching of God's Word you can apply to your life as you live out your faith every day. Our vision at New Life is that you may know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Here's this week's message from New Life Bible Church. This is my Bible, but it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I'm starting somewhat of a series this morning. Um, I, I guess we can call it that. I don't have a name for the whole series. I taught something very similar to this in 2016. But, you know, you grow in the Word and, and uh, uh, you learn things and you read things and the Lord reveals things to you. So I kind of went back to it and started reading through some of my old notes. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit really spoke to me. I had something else I, I wanted to do here today, but the, the Lord wouldn't let me and, and He led me to this. So we're going to be teaching some things that are misunderstood in the church uh, by the, some people in the church, but mainly by the world. You know, how does the world view the church? You know, if you ask somebody, why don't you come to church? Oh, they just want your money. You ever heard that? I've heard that. And, or, or, you know, the, what kind of church are you? Well, you know, we're, we're a Christian church. We, do you guys believe in the baptism, Holy Spirit, and praying tongues? Yes, we do. So they automatically assume that we're going to roll around and bark like dogs, you know, and, and scream and yell and, and do all kinds of crazy things. <laughs> He's got the Holy Ghost over there. We should, we're going to do the chicken dance. I like the chicken dance. You know? like, we do that in Pastor Sean's church up in South Carolina. Woo, I feel the Holy Spirit. Right? And, uh, and he does it here, too. When he comes and preaches, you know, he, pulls, he, he does this thing he does. I can't, I can't imitate him, but uh, his daughter does it really well. But uh, we've done a lot of things in the name of the Holy Spirit that were not the Holy Spirit at all. Okay, and I know this is controversial. I can't believe the pastor's saying this. I've been, you know, I got saved June 21st, 1987, gave my life to the Lord. And three minutes later, the, the pastor, David Southwell, said, hey, uh, there's something else. And before he could explain the baptism of the Holy Spirit to me, I was already praying in tongues. Because I just wanted everything that God had for me at that moment at that day. And I want to say something. I have a little saying at the very end of my notes, and I want to say it now at the beginning instead. You know, being filled with the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues doesn't make me better than you. It makes me better than me. Think about that. Being baptized in the Holy Ghost or in the Holy Spirit, I don't like using the word ghost, but Holy Spirit, right, and, and praying in tongues makes me better than me. It doesn't make me better than you. And, you know, we tend to do that because there's denominations that don't believe this and they don't practice this. And, and you know, that's their decision, their interpretation of what they're reading or, or sometimes they read it and they interpret it correctly but they they prefer not to have that in their congregation and that's their as their gatekeeper as their pastor that is their right and their responsibility to do that but here we believe that now if they ask what kind of church you are we usually say word of faith right because we're rhema and um, we were just at a rhema conference and i have a treat for you here in the next couple of months hopefully before the end of the year uh, the regional director for the state of Florida for RMAI, for RAMA, 
is uh, Earl Glisson. He uh, pastors Anchor Faith Church in St. Augustine. And I, I got to talk to him this weekend, and he, he ministered a word that just, man, it blew me away. I was like, wow, I haven't been, I haven't been that ministered to through a word. I always receive, and, but sometimes it's just like, wow, you know? And I had one of those wow moments. And I told him, I need you to come to, to our church and preach that. And, you know, we always have Pastor Fred and Pastor Sean come, which is our board members that oversee us. And Pastor Fred is my pastor. Uh, they're not Rayma grads, but, but they're awesome word of faith men of God. And, and uh, so that's why. And I've been in ministry with them for a very, very long time. And, um, but this, this gentleman, he's the one that oversees us as in the umbrella of who we are, which is a, a Rayma church out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I want him to come in and start to minister to you guys from from what he calls the the headquarters, <laughs> right? So that you could start to see and understand who we are. And you're seeing that by my work, by the words that I preach, and and by Pastor Fred and Pastor Sean. But I think it's very important that we bring somebody from headquarters uh, to to speak to us. Is that okay? So we're going to have him come in here uh, soon. I have to. Uh, uh, set that up here next week, hopefully uh, a day for him to come and minister to us. But there are many things that the church uh, does. Prosperity, you remember the whole prosperity message? And, you know, if that were true, we'd all be rich, right? So, you know, you, you understand when I've taught prosperity here, I'm going to teach on that in a couple of weeks. But prosperity, the word just basically means to be pushed forward. So basically, you work and you do and you put your hands to things and they, it says whatever you put your hands to will prosper right it just means that god will push you to a place that you couldn't work out yourself to get there so you work as hard as you can you do everything as if unto the lord himself and then he pushes you a little bit forward where it's like only god could have done this but that doesn't mean that you're going to go from being a janitor to a ceo of that company now you could if you went and got educated and followed right you could possibly do that but you know, it's just not going to be, I'm praying, Lord, your word says, and tomorrow I'm going to walk in in a suit and tie, and I'm going to sit in the, in the CEO's office, and he's going to have to surrender the company to me. That's not how that works, okay? Um, and it's not somebody knocking on your door to give you a check. Lord, I believe that you're going to supply this for me. And, you know, and uh, uh, something I heard a, a, a preacher say one time, he was speaking on prosperity and, and really enjoyed his, his ministry, and he said, Sometimes we go and we buy things we can't afford. We get ourselves into debt, and then we ask God to get us out. And God's like, no, this is the consequence of your, right? And I, I'm there. I've, I've gotten into debt and done things that, that I probably shouldn't have done many years ago. But, you know, uh, uh, Dave Ramsey showed up at my door. No. <laughs> I learned from Dave Ramsey and, and put those things into practice, and they, they have blessed my life and, and my finances very much. So. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks, and, and then we're going to talk about worship. Why do we worship the way that we do, that we clap our hands and we raise our hands? And sometimes, we, you know, there are times, not usually on Sunday mornings, but sometimes we have, like, worship practice here, and I'll come out of Hour of Power and just hear a song that I love, and I'll, I'll be laid out on the floor here just worshiping the Lord. And sometimes we kneel, and sometimes we clap, and sometimes we sing and jump and shout and and, you know, sometimes you pray in tongues during worship and, 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 it's, and in the spirit. So uh, we want to talk about all those things. But today I wanted to cover the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is one of those things that, have a, a, that we have a misconception about. And, and that's our fault. That's the church's fault. That's, you know, uh, uh, some of the things that we've done in the name of the Holy Spirit, as I said earlier, uh, you know, are, are really not the Holy Spirit at all. 
But I have taught on the, on the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, in tongues several times. And there's always people that get baptized in the Holy Ghost during those kinds of services. So what we're going to do here today is we're going to teach everything else about the Holy Spirit except that. I might touch that a little bit. We're going to touch everything else because we so focus on that, and that is true, and it is powerful. But we miss out. Like the Holy Spirit only had one job. It doesn't. The Holy Spirit has many different facets, and it helps us in many different ways. Don't you want to take advantage of everything that God has, has given us? I know I do. Right? Like I said, it makes me better than me. And then what we're going to do is I'll make an announcement. I don't have the, the Wednesday yet, but on, during Hour of Power on a Wednesday night, those of you who want to hear more and, and want to be prayed over and laid hands on to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to teach on that uh, specifically on a Wednesday night during Hour of Power. And we'll let you know what that Wednesday night is. And, and even if you're just curious, uh, you, should, you should come to that class. And um, I teach it very simple. I use some of uh, uh, Kenneth, uh, Brother Hagen's uh, book. It says uh, 10 Things About Tongues. And it's a little book. We actually give those away here. So if you wanted to read up on that and find out why we believe what we believe, there's, it's a little booklet. And, and uh, you can get it. I believe we still have some over there. Uh, Elder Barb, do we still have some in there? So Elder Barb runs our, our connection center. So uh, you can go there and, and get one of those and, and, and read through it. It'll take you 20, 30 minutes. got all the scriptures and everything. And it's really not all that spooky. It's very simple, very basic, and uh, uh, the way he teaches it. And then um, you'll, you'll get a head start before that service. So this is uh, uh, what we're going to start covering today is just the basic things about Holy Spirit. Jesus died, resurrected in a glorified body, spent 40 days showing up, walking through walls, Right? He tells them to go to this room and wait on the helper that he will send after he leaves the earth. And we pick up there on Acts chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another. Now, they've already been baptized, the, the, the tongues of fire. And it says, we always think that it's an actual tongue, but it says like tongues of fire. Like it says, like a dove, it came down on Jesus, right? Like a roaring lion, he goes around. It's like. They're just using those things to give you an example of what it is like. So it's like tongues of fire that came upon them, and they began to speak in tongues, and this is what happened to the people in the upper room. Amazed and perplexed, they ask one another, what does this mean? Don't we ask that? What does this mean? And we, don't, you know, we think that we're the only ones that don't understand. Peter questioned Jesus several times. Even after he was reprimanded by Jesus, he questioned, I think after being called Satan, get thee behind me, I think I would have kept my mouth shut after that. <laughs> right? But just a little while later, he says, it wasn't you that revealed that. It was the Holy Spirit that revealed that to you. And on that, I will build my church. So a minute ago, he's, he's Satan. And now, <laughs> right? He's being revealed things by the Holy Spirit. So we're not the only ones that misunderstand or that question or... Or, you know, Jesus, you're going to the cross. You don't, you don't go to the cross. Wash our feet. No, I don't even, I can't, you can't wash our feet. We should be washing your feet. Says, then you need to wash your whole body because you're, you're sinful. Okay, then. <laughs> right? And Jesus always corrected him, but he jumped out there. He was the one with the big mouth. Anybody identify with that? So, <laughs> 13. Some, however, made fun of them and said, haven't we made fun of some things that have happened? How many of you ever been in a, in a Holy Spirit-filled meeting that you just kind of felt like, man, that's just, that's just a little funny? <laughs> that's just a little strange. That's just not, I don't know. 
Is that even in the Bible? Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Of course, it was Peter. <laughs> Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain. Let me explain this to you. <laughs> let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. Five o'clock somewhere. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Joel 2, or Joel 2, verse 28 through 29. And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Listen, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Why did he have to do that? There was a room full of Jews and Gentiles and all that. And he said, listen, you want to know what that is? I'll tell you what that is. In the book of Joel, of Joel and they automatically perked up because they were Jews. They knew their Testament, their Old Testament. They knew the Bible. So if you could get one of these prophets to tell you what's actually happening, then the, the, the Jews would kind of lean in and say, okay, I'll listen if you're going to give me scripture for that. We should still be that way today. See, this still happens to, today. People don't understand. So they go from being amazed and perplexed to making fun of what they don't understand. And that's what, exactly what happened. They were amazed and perplexed, and then they were like, <laughs> look at these guys. I don't know what they were doing, but, you know, look at them. And they made fun of them. You think they cared? They were under the power of the Holy Spirit. They were speaking a language that they, never, they were never taught. That's a miracle what was going on there. Yet they made fun. Why? Because they didn't understand. And it's okay not to understand. It's not okay to stay there. It's all right. Okay, I don't understand how this works. I don't, okay, that's all right. Do you at least believe? If you at least believe, then eventually, seek me and you shall find me. Eventually, you're going you're gonna to learn and you're going to write. And you're gonna, these things are going to uh, become reality in your life. In verse uh, 14, Peter stood up and stopped the mocking and question, questioning and said, let me explain this to you. See, he took what they knew about the prophet. He took what they knew about the prophet and he used that to help them understand. Christianity has a branding problem. People have rejected the church and Christianity based on bad information. Now, sometimes it's bad information that they get outside of the church. Sometimes it's bad information that they get from religion. Sometimes it's bad information that they, that they experienced somewhere. They went to a place and they said there are Holy Spirit meetings and something happened that just wasn't right. Something just wasn't cool. And I, I've been in some of those meetings. So let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Who is he? This is part of your notes. If you want notes, by the way, uh, we'll get those to you. Um, we give out notes, and you can fill out the little uh, blanks. You can raise your hand, and, and we'll get you the notes so you can follow along. If you like those, if not, that's fine, too. You can just follow along either way. But um, who is he? He is my inner voice, and you could fill that in there, inner voice. See, Jesus at the Last Supper is giving some final instructions to his disciples. In John 16, 8, 
It says, when he has come, he will, when he has come, the, the Holy Spirit, he will convict, not condemn, he will convict the world in respect to sin and righteousness and judgment. He will convict. See, conviction leads you to repentance. Now, if you, you can feel guilty, you can feel remorse, and you can feel condemned. If it doesn't lead you to repentance, then you're stuck. And we, were not, we cannot carry our own sin. That's why Jesus died, to carry it for us, to take it from us. Because they knew you guys ain't ever going to get it right. There ain't nobody here that's going to ever. You all have sinned. You've all fallen short. You all ate from the tree. See, it wasn't just Adam and Eve. We all ate. I ate. Did you eat? Yeah. We all ate from that tree. See, convict is not condemn. Convict leaves room for repentance. So that's still small voice that lets us know not to cross the line. It's that Holy Spirit. See, you're not hearing voices in your head. You're not, you might be a little cuckoo, but you're not completely crazy because you're hearing a voice. What is that voice? Well, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And it says that the Holy Spirit came to live inside of me. You know, we always say, because the word says the evidence, you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's a lie. That's not scriptural. Because the Bible says that when you receive Jesus and you confess him as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. So he's there even though you may not be speaking in tongues. Because baptism is immersion. You have the, the work of the Spirit inside of you and the work of the Spirit upon you. There's two different ways, two different things. So we need to, we need to learn and differ, differentiate between these things. 1 Corinthians 12, 3, it says, No one can say, Jesus is Lord. Let's all say that. Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. You can't say that he's your Lord unless the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, except by the Holy Spirit. So he is my inner voice. He's my teacher. This one's very familiar because we know that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. You can read the Bible on your own and get revelation through the teacher that is the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read some scriptures here. And I'm going to have to fix one for you so that you'll come back next week. John 14, 26. This is not the one. But the counselor, the, whole, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will what? Teach you all things and will what? Remind you of everything I have said to you. This is John saying, I've taught you some things, and you need to be reminded, and the Holy Spirit is going to drudge that up. He's going to bring that back up. Sometimes when I pray for somebody that I know has been in the kingdom a long time or praying for faith or healing, I say, Lord, remind them of all the word that's inside of them. Stir up that word that's inside of them. Bring up that faith that's so deep inside their heart that they've forgotten that word. Because we have all heard many words on miracles and healings and all, and then we, you know, when it comes time, we don't use it. We need to ask God, remind me, Holy Spirit, remind me of those things. Here it is, 1 John 2, 27, New Living Translation. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true, for the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. The trick, the, not the trick, but the, the, the revelation in this scripture is everyone, or anyone. Right? Anyone. Not anyone. Because the Bible teaches that he has given us the five-fold ministry 
for the church to be edified and be taught, right? So there's a pastor, there's a teacher, there's a prophet, right? An evangelist. And, and so you continue. They have all of these there so that we can be brought up and taught by these people. But what does that mean then? By anyone. And listen, that scripture means more today than it ever has. Because you can get anyone on this thing I just learned about today, YouTube. You can get anyone. You could hear anything. You can take 10 years of being under the word in the same church and ruin it with a 10-minute video on YouTube. People have left the faith over a 10-minute video on YouTube. I don't get it. I watch some of these things and I go, huh? You know, like a confused dog. What are they saying? Where did they get that from? Why? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of me and it teaches me what is true. He's my guide. He is my guide. I love this one. Not sure what to do or what decision to make. How many of you have been there? Ask the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but you got to ask and listen. Not ask with the, with the answer already in your heart. Lord, show me if this man is mine. If this is the one I'm so, is this my soulmate, Lord? Show me, Lord. Lord, prove it to me that he would divorce his wife. That's not the Holy Spirit. That ain't even near God. That, that guy's got horns. I don't know what voice you're listening to. Right? Or we go and everything's right. You know, they're single and, and you're praying and, oh, man, look at the pecs on that guy. You know, man. And, you know, look how he keeps himself so nice. His hair so you know, and Lord, and you're not asking. You're telling him, I want that guy. Or, or I want that woman. No, ask. And the Holy Spirit will show you. I'm married to my wife because of that. I am here because of the Holy Spirit. I'm standing before you today because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I went to Rama because the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Sometimes everything that shines is not gold. John 16, 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, that's what we want. The spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, the father. And he will tell you what is yet to come. That's pretty plain and simple. So why doesn't that happen to me? Because you've set your mind on what you want. This requires a complete surrender to the Holy Spirit where, okay, Lord, whatever it is. Whatever it is, Lord. But I need your guidance. And whatever you guide me to do, I'm going to do. Instead of going and saying, I need your guidance. And you already have your own map onto what you're going to do next. You've already made a, you're going to him and instead of asking him what to do, you're asking him for, for permission to do what you want to do. That's different, isn't it? Yeah. Rather than saying, Lord, I trust you. Holy Spirit, lead me. And you may still go, do what? And then you set yourself straight and go, okay, Lord, <laughs> right? I'll do it. Abraham's a, a great example of that. He heard from the Lord and left everything. Where am I going? No need to worry about that right now. Just get out. Okay. All right? 
Isaiah 30, verse 21. Listen to this. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, See, I told you you weren't crazy. This is the way. Walk in it. Why don't we operate like this more often? You see, the Holy Spirit is more than just speaking in tongues, isn't it? It's a major part of it. I speak in tongues all the time. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I ought to pray, as it says. So I pray in the Spirit, as it says. I'm going to teach all these things on one of those Wednesday nights. But, man, I want, I want that voice. I want to know if I'm stepping into something. I want to be forewarned. And that's why he's there. Walk this way. Do this. Walk in it. He's my friend. You know you had friends, did you? <laughs> Holy ones at that. <laughs> Friend, I laugh because I remember my old friends. But anyway, <laughs> he's, I'm sorry, guys, if you're watching. He is my friend, John 14, 16. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. This word counselor is parakletos, of the Holy Spirit destined to take the place of Christ with the apostles after his ascension to the Father. This is the, ex the explanation of counselor. The definition to lead them to a deeper knowledge of the gospel truth and give them divine strength needed to enable them to undergo trials and persecutions on behalf of the divine kingdom. Listen, I could not survive Christianity without the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. Whoever preached the gospel to you and told you Christianity is easy, they lied to you. This is not easy. It's harder, right, to do this than to live in the world. But it's harder to die on a cross for what we do. That's why I'm here. I get to spend eternity with God, praising him and worshiping him. Right? I don't, get to, I don't have to go to the other place. <laughs> but man, if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of me, whew. This would be difficult. It already is. Come on, how many of you know Christianity is not easy? Don't, don't look at me like that. I feel like I'm the only one in the room. Like the rest of you are going, oh, no, when I, I got saved, the mortgage company called me and said that it was completely canceled. And my wife submitted to me, and my husband started doing all stuff, romantic stuff for me, and my kids all got in line, and they obeyed, and, and everything just went, oof, great. If that happened to you, man, that's, that's a gospel I've never heard of. That's not how it works. Your troubles are still there. Your life is still there. Your wife is still there only because it, it rhymes. Life and wife. Your wife is still there. Your kids are still misbehaving. Your bills are still there. What changes? I changed the way I, I approach these things. Before I was working, working, and working, trying to pay my bills. And then I realized, okay, I'm going to work because I have to work. But then I'm going to give. Why am I going to give? Because I need money to pay my bills. And the word says, if I give, it shall be given unto me, pressed out, shaken together, and running over. So how do I get out of debt? By giving. What? That makes no sense. I know. <laughs> I can't explain it either. But it works. I give my tithe. And man, I, I tell you what, there were times in our lives when, when we would sit there. I don't know what the preacher's talking about money again. The, <laughs> we would sit down and do our budget, and we were negative. We were in the red. I was like, I don't know how we're paying everything on time, but we are. Right? We were crunching and trying to eat spaghetti four or five times a week, you know, trying to really make it. But we kept giving. 
And now we're blessed. Proverbs 18, 24. Even a man who has many companions can be destroyed. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There's a Holy Spirit that will never let you down. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 in the Message Bible. The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ. The extravagant, I love that. The extravagant love of God. Listen, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. No one is more intimate than the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you. See, man looks at the outer, for God knows. You can't hide anything. You can't do anything that God doesn't know. He knows, and he still loves you. And he still sent Jesus to die for you, and he still pays the price for those things that you think you are the only one that knows. He knows, and he still cares for you, and he still loves you because he's given you this friend who's intimate, and that's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit in me. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, also in the message. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you, it's alive, is the most intimate part of your life. The most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for yourself. See? It makes me better than me. Making you fit for, your, for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. Don't take such a gift for granted. So three things. We're going to end with this. Three things to pray concerning the Holy Spirit. You know when the preacher says he's going to end, there's still about 30 minutes left. Three things to pray concerning the Holy Spirit. Number one. Holy Spirit, show me. We're going to do these things together. Ready? One, two, three. Holy Spirit, show me. Ooh, you felt that? Some of you almost want to start crying. Let's try it again. Holy Spirit, show me. Hmm. Psalms 139, 23, and 24. David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. It's a good one for today, isn't it? Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know, know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offense, offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. If there's something offensive in me, and there is. Show me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Show me, Holy Spirit. You that live in there in, my, in the, the deepest parts of my heart, in the darkest areas of my life. If I make my bed in hell, you will be there, your word says. Show me. We should have that prayer every night before going to bed. Show me, Lord. What did I do today that didn't bring you glory? How did I shame you today, Lord? How did I not be a good testimony for you today, Lord? Show me and forgive me. His mercies are new 
every morning. You know why? Because we need new mercies every morning. <laughs> Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27. That's an actual book in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. He's a minor prophet. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. The Holy Spirit moves you. You know, before I was saved, I had no conviction. Come on. We were, we were at this conference and the pastor said, I was raised Southern Baptist. And, and his wife says, I was raised heathen. I was like, oh, I was raised heathen too. I don't know if it's a religion, but I was raised heathen too. I couldn't tell you if there were churches for that. I think there was. I had a, a home group at my house. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. My, I'm not even looking down. My wife's looking at me going. <laughs> they used to gather in my, I'm sorry. I'm amusing myself. <laughs> I had a life group before I was saved. <laughs> a dead group. A dead group. <laughs> That's good. A dead group. Thank you guys for helping me amuse myself here. It's just... <laughs> oh, no, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, search me, oh God. Lead me. No conviction. We had no conviction. You did what you did, and you didn't care. You didn't feel bad about it. You didn't say, oh, you didn't feel good. You felt bad the next morning, and then you just, you know, got the hair of the dog, right? And then you just went on and did it again. And you did it again and you did it again. Who cares? And then all of a sudden, I received Jesus. And that first week was difficult. Because I left this camp, this Christian camp I was at, and I went back to my life. And the girls were there and my roommate was there with the liquor cabinet and, and everything was still there. And then the first time that I slipped a little bit, I cried for like three days. And my friends were like, what is wrong with you, bro? Oh, no, man, I shouldn't have drank that. Man. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me who? I lost my friends pretty quick. <laughs> they weren't my friends. But all of a sudden, I had this conviction. That was the Holy Spirit. You think, well, he made you cry. Yeah, he was leading me to follow his decrees. He was leading me to obey his law. The Holy Spirit was leading me in that direction. Now, some of us are led quicker, and some of us fight it off, and some of us, you know, are, are a little harder to deal with, and we're a little more stubborn, hard-headed. All right? Some of us are like that, but still, it, sooner or later, you got to give in. Or, or your sin will destroy you. Why? Because of that conviction. Some of you are sitting here today, you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Listen, I am, I am the man I am today, the husband I am today, the father I am today, the pastor that I am today, the community person that I am today because of Jesus Christ. That's number one. Number two, because of my wife. <laughs> I wouldn't be the man I am today without her for sure. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit moves you to follow his decrees. So why do we keep failing on following his decrees? Why do we keep falling in the same sin, in the trap of the enemy? Because we're not in a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. We understand that we have a relationship with God. We understand that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But we may not understand our relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
We have to give room for the Holy Spirit to move. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You know how a gentleman works? He doesn't force his way into anything. He has to be invited. Doesn't interrupt. You know, sometimes we say, Holy Spirit, interrupt our service. I have said that. And then afterwards, I was like, the Holy Spirit's not going to do that. We have to surrender and invite him in. You know, the Holy Spirit's here right now. You know why I know that? Because you're here. Wherever we are, together as one, seeking the, the face of the Lord, the Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit's here right now. In fact, he has spoken to you already during the, this message. Number two, things to pray about are concerning the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, change me. We try to change on our own, don't we? I'm just going to quit this. I'm just going to do that. I'm just, I, 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 I. Got to get that I out of there. Right? It says if your eye offends you, poke it out. <laughs> so get rid of the eye. Ay, ay, ay. You keep trying to do it by your own strength instead of surrendering to the Holy Spirit. Change me. Mm, change me. So how many of you are not where you want to be with God, but you're at least not where you used to be? Right? That yearning to want to be better is that Holy Spirit that's inside of you. It's going to be there the rest of your natural life here on earth. 2 Corinthians 3, verses 17 and 18. The New Living Translation says, For the Lord is the Spirit. Listen. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him. See, you didn't know you were more like God today, did you? As we are changed into His glorious image. Changed into his glorious image. Yeah, I know. You look in the mirror and say, I don't feel so glorious. But forget what you're looking at. God, the creator of heaven and earth, has put his spirit inside of you. I have a teaching called my father's favorite house. He had Solomon's temple. He had the tent with, that David made with worship 24 hours a day. He had all these choices to make. And God chose to live inside of me. He chose me. Me too. <laughs> he chose me. He wants to live inside of me. Change me, oh God. Change me, Lord. Make me more like you every day, Lord. Use your Holy Spirit to change me. Let's say that together. Holy Spirit, change me. Holy Spirit, change me. Number three. Last one. Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, fill me. See, this simple prayer is just asking God to give you more of him. If you experience God in, in, a, in the biblical way, through his love and mercy and grace, why wouldn't you want more? I've used this example before where I like to say that the Holy Spirit is like a weapon that he gives us to live this Christian life. And if this Christian life is a battle or a war, wouldn't you want to have a weapon? Yeah. And this weapon is like futuristic 
It's powerful. No other weapon can even come close to the power of the Holy Spirit. It just doesn't exist, nor will it ever, because it was created by God. If man could create what God created, he becomes God, and he ain't giving up his throne to anybody, right? So Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Man, it, it gives me power. Fill me. Fill me. Without an infilling of the Holy Spirit, you will be doing life and Christianity under your own power. It's going to be hard. Mm -mm. Ephesians 5.18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, <laughs> it's funny how, how it compares drinking wine or alcohol to being filled with the Spirit. <laughs> no hangover. It's awesome. If you could go home and do, and do Holy Spirit, <laughs> right? You just have to ask him. It doesn't go in a vape, right? You can do it right here, right? It doesn't, it doesn't go in a bottle. It doesn't fit in a drink. It doesn't go in a cup. It lives inside of me. The joy of the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Why are we always... Mm, <laughs> oh me, oh my. Come on. We should be Winnie the Pooh, not Eeyore. <laughs> I lost half of you there. <laughs> oh me. Oh, nobody cares. Nobody loves me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh has a shirt that's ten times too small for him, and he doesn't care. <laughs> Give me some money. <laughs> He's got the Holy Spirit in him. It's the honey. <laughs> it's the I like honey too. <laughs> oh man, fill me, Lord, fill me. Do not get drink drunk with wine, which is the, leads to debauchery. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's say that together. Holy Spirit, fill me. One more time. Holy Spirit, fill me. <laughs> Isn't that good? Man. I'm not saying that. Acts 13.52, New American Standard Bible says, And the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. They were continually filled. So it's not just today you live here. Yeah, I said those little prayer confessions that Pastor Rick helped me say. And, you know, fill me and teach me and, you know, and, and all that. Cleanse me and help me or whatever. And we just, we just said those things and now we go home. No, it's continual. He's your best friend. He never leaves you alone. You can't go anywhere that the Holy Spirit. You know, I like to say I, I drive down the street. When you go past the, the speed limit, the Holy Spirit catches up later, right, because you're breaking the law. But that's not like that. He stays with you. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Fill me. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't make me better than you. It just makes me better than me. Amen. Let's stand to your feet this morning. I want to pray with you and we want to
We want these, these prayers of the Holy Spirit to really come to fruition. In fact, we're going to say them together. Holy Spirit, show me. Let's say that. Holy Spirit, show me. Search my heart, O oh God. Search me, Lord. Holy Spirit, change me. Come on. Holy Spirit, change me. Lord, I don't like the things in my life that are not of good testimony. I don't like the things in my life that I struggle with. I don't like these things that make me sin and make me do things that I shouldn't do, Lord. Change me. Strengthen me, Lord, through your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me. Careful now. Ready? Holy Spirit, fill me. Again, Holy Spirit, fill me. Thank you, Lord for the infilling of your Holy Spirit into our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The same spirit, God said, I did not give you, I did not give you a spirit of fear but of what power love and a sound mind thank you that this spirit that lives in me is powerful it helps me love and it gives me a sound mind it removes anxiety depression oppression in the name of jesus Fill me, fill me, fill me, Holy Spirit. Fill me, Lord. If you're here this morning, and I wasn't going to do this, but the Holy Spirit leads me. <laughs> if you're here this morning and you've heard about the Holy Spirit coming in and filling you and and you've heard about praying in tongues and maybe you've heard it wrong maybe you've heard it wrong if you're still nervous about it and you're not sure about it that's okay too you're welcome here that's another thing that we've done in the name of the holy spirit we've have forced it and the holy spirit's a gentleman and i've been in services where man you could not walk out unless you prayed in tongues and that's not how it works you have to want it 
receive it, believe it. It says they believed, they lay hands, and they got baptized. That was it. Simple. So if you're here this morning and you believe and you say, you know, I want that. I've never actually uh, uh, prayed in the Spirit. If that's you, we're not going to ask you to come up front or anything like that. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand if that's you. You want to receive this morning. Thank you, Lord. You raising your hand back there? Yes. Anybody else? Estás levantando la mano. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Curly, would you go pray for Raphael back there? Hey, uh, Christian's mom raised her hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, just pray. And listen, Paul said, I'm glad that I pray in the Spirit, but I'm also glad that I pray in my own language too. And he prayed in both. So there wasn't like one with, like I said, you're not any more special. It's just that, man, if God wants me to have that, I want it. Right? <laughs> Everything that he's ever given me has been good. All things come from above are good. Amen? So let's just take a moment in, in, in honor of who the Holy Spirit is in our lives. Amen? Thank you, Lord. We love you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sweet, sweet spirit. So good to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So I will be teaching on the actual, on the, the last part of this uh, uh, teaching on the Holy Spirit, on the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues on our, on the, probably about three weeks or so on a Wednesday night. So we'll let you know exactly what night that falls on. And uh, it'll be from seven to eight in our uh, elementary age classroom back there uh, on a Wednesday night. I'll let you know exactly because we have VBS and we have some things coming. Thanks for listening to the New Life Bible Church podcast. If you're ever in the Central Florida area, consider this a standing invitation for you to join us. We would love to meet you. Services are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. If this message blessed you, imagine what it would be like in person. Keep up with everything going on at New Life on our website, orangecitychurch.com. New Life Bible Church, you will never be the same.